Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Got up earlier today with Waldo Perez. He's the CEO of Neo Lithium. Um, they are, they've just raised 30 million bucks. We ask him where from, what's he going to do with it, and just how close they are to that finish line of getting into production. If you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation, his plans, and the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports and analysis, which I think you'll find interesting and useful. Uh, there are summaries of other interviews that we've done just to save you some time. There's training courses to help you with your own diligence process. There's expert commentary from people from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies. Truly fascinating. Uh, gives you that little head start. And there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly, safe environment, free from trolling and abuse. If that sounds nice to you, go join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Waldo, how are you, sir? Hey, how are you? We are great. We're great. Thanks for joining us for Lithium Week. We're, we're going to talk to the great and the good. And, I, and we think you're one of the good. So, uh, and, and the greats. <laughs> and the greats. Uh, looking forward to it. Thank you very much. For how have you been? It's been nearly a month. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, we have been very busy, you know. Uh, we recently raised uh, $30 million. Uh, that's not counting the, the bid that uh, CATL will contribute. Uh, to maintain the, their 8% uh, position. So this, at the end, is going to be somewhere around whatever, 32, 33, $34 million, some, something in that range. I don't have a final exact number, uh, but it's a very important part of the process because it's opening the gate to the next stage, to what we will do with this money in the next stage. That's why I'm interested, okay? Because, you know, we've been talking to a lot of um, lithium hydroxide companies. We've been looking at some of these spodumene concentrate companies, and you know, we, we're interested in the brine process. We want people to understand, well, we need all of it, but I want to understand your process for getting there. So first of all, congratulations on raising that money. Um, just on the CATL in terms of, um, re you know, retaining that position there. So what's the net amount that they will be putting in just to hold their stake? Oh my goodness. I'm not the, the CFO, uh, but it's something 2.3, if I recall correctly. A little bit over two million dollars. Sorry that I. Don't That's have okay. The okay. Okay. So there. So so there. But the, the point is that they're still at the table. They still want to be at the table with you. Oh yes, yes, yes. Right. And they are contributing on top. They are not inside. So they. It, it's not, you know, thirty million minus what they put. It's, it's on top. On top. It's important too because it's more money. Okay. Fine. Okay. We've talked a few times in the past, and you've been kind enough to run through the business plan and strategy and the team and the assets before. So people should look that. We'll put a link below so people can reference this, okay? I want to today talk about what's the plan from now. You're close. You're close to the finishing line. You've got money, but there's a process you've got to go through. Can you explain that to me? Yes, yes. It is very important because uh, lithium mines are different from your regular mine. If you have a copper, a lead, or a spodumen mine, what you really are doing is a hole in the ground, taking that ore and processing in the plant. The trip of the hole in the ground to the processing plant is half an hour, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. In our projects, having the mine, which is actually 
the ponds, the ponds that are evaporating the brine in the salar, once you have that built, that will take a year to evaporate. So you really have the construction time, the filling time, and then the evaporation time. So it makes no sense to do the plant simultaneously because, because it would basically be evil for more than a year. So it has absolutely no sense. You really have to do this first. This portion, thanks to the high grade of our project, relatively speaking, is, is, is a much smaller amount of money than other mines. In our case, with $40 million, we can actually complete all the uh, pre-evaporation ponds, which are the biggest and are the ones that take most of the time of evaporation. So the reason of this race and the purpose of this race is to start constructing as soon as practically possible in order to speed up the evaporation process. Now, we are not fully financed. We don't have $320 million, but we have around $60 million from the 320. So we, we do have a significant amount of money, a portion of which will be allocated to building the ponds. Uh, relatively speaking, is uh, easy technology, is earth movement, and of course, is uh, extracting brine and filling them and putting them to evaporate. So this is basically the objective. In order to be in production in the year 2023, I need to start building the ponds by the end of this year. Right, and people should be looking behind you. Those are the ponds. That, these are the sorts of things. But these are the pilot ones. Yeah. These are the small. They are going to be 600 times bigger. Wow, yeah. 600 times. But, but I say wow, but as you say, it's just earth moving, lining, evaporation. Nice, simple technique, but yes. you've got to start now. So of the, of the 30 million, I mean, can you break that down for me? Because you're not going to spend 30 million moving earth. What else are you looking at doing? Yes, uh, well, basically, uh, remember that the liner has a cost. So yes, it's moving dirt. Uh, let me explain. It's moving dirt, improving the road that is already very good, but but still need the need the improvement. Okay, improving the road, moving dirt, buying the liner, which is actually the single object that is more expensive here. It's the only thing that you really need to buy because the rest is moving, uh, and of course. Um, uh, a little bit of local infrastructure. What I mean by local infrastructure is all the houses or, or living territory for the people building, because we already have a full camp for our own people, okay? So we already have all the vehicles and so on that we use, but uh, the contractors, we have their own camp. So it's really, that is what the money is for. Okay, okay. So again, I think it's just important to get, get into a little bit of the detail here. So. Um, you have done as much of the uh, testing in terms of the brine, in terms of impurities, the, the construction there, and, and, and what it is that you think you're going to end up with. You're comfortable with that. No more technical work required. Is that right? Well, uh, yes. Uh, shall I say, however, when you talk with engineers, there is always something else to do. However, however, let me be clear. Let me be clear. We have enough information to do the ponds, to do the wells, and to fill them and have the, the brine ready. Uh, there is always ongoing work. As a matter of fact, remember, please, that we are completing the final feasibility study with a collaboration with CATL, okay? But the pond part is actually totally done. There is nothing else to, to add. 
relatively speaking, is very low-tech technology too. So relatively speaking, it's the simplest portion of it, okay? Uh, but we want to, to use our evaporation time that will happen after we fill to complete the financing, okay? And of course, uh, we will be completing our definitive feasibility study by the end of the third quarter of this year, the beginning of the fourth quarter, right, right between those two, you know, quarters, we are going to be completing the feasibility stuff. Okay, so with Catal putting their money in this two, two and a half million, this, this number, whatever the number is, yeah. something like this, um, yes. are they being very prescriptive about where their money is spent? Are they happy for you to allocate it all or are they more concerned about the technical components? Yeah, no, 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 no. They, they have no problems with our plan that we, of course, outline to them. They also believe that it's a good idea to, to speed up, to move ahead. Uh, so, so we are in total uh, agreement on the use of proceedings, actually. And by the way, and just as a reference, we are not too innovative here. You can see other companies that I include, uh, Lithium Americas, who also finance and build the ponds first before the rest. And, and Galaxy in Salar del Hombre Muerto or Salar de Vida it's, did the same thing. I'm trying to say this is normal course of business. I do explain it because for somebody who is used to other type of mining, it looks weird. You know, like why are you building the mine when you don't have a processing plan? Because the mine takes not only the time to build, which is long, but the evaporation time. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different model, but it's a well-established model. I, I understood, understood for sure. Okay, now you've raised the, you've raised thirty million plus whatever cattle give you. Yes, that is an, I guess, a stamp of approval from the market. Going, this company we believe will actually get over the line. So, where did the money come oh, yes. from? Who were you talking to? Yes, yes, yes. So of course, it's a very strong uh, letter of support, shall I say, of the risking of the project. Um, and I should say that there were there were a lot of interest in the market uh, for these uh, participating in this financing. Uh, and there are several very large houses I cannot disclose yet, uh, but there are there are very important, uh, you know, um, investment banks and, uh, and large houses from. Europe and United States and Canada that are participating. So we had a very strong support to do this. And very importantly, it the risk the project, okay, is not the same to negotiate an offtake agreement or a loan for a plant that is already in construction, that is already fully permitted, that you can see the brine evaporating and you are saying, look, I have the process, I have, just to say, 30% built, 30% built. I'm missing 70, but 30 is done. So what you are going to finance or your offtake agreement is safer. It's not the same to have nothing and to say, well, I have nothing, you know, and I need this money. It's not the same. So significantly there is. Yeah, so if I if I look at, when we first started talking to you, you're around sort of 40, 50 cents, okay? You're a long way from that. You're whatever, you're like 330, 340 today. 420, 450 million market cap. So, but a lot of that has come in the last three, four months. The market is moving. People are buying the EV thematic. Not just you, not just lithium, but tin, nickel, copper, graphite, all of the companies to do with the EV thematic are seeing movements out there. So the market has helped a lot, but you've, you're also quite near the finish line we talked about earlier. So that's, and with your experience with Lithium Americas, 
or do you think what, what do you think is going to happen next in terms of what are people's expectations of you? <laughs> Good question. And let me tell you something. The market is moving. Lithium prices are going up on a weekly basis, on a weekly basis. Um, so what's going to happen is that there's going to be a, first of all, reaccommodation of, 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 of the business. So when you have a, a mine or a project, uh, you know that if you are, a, shall I say, a positive financially, meaning is the project is economically uh, financeable, our project has uh, an amazing, uh, for example, internal rate of return of 50%. Other competitors have 20, 25, 22, but also depends on the price of lithium. So what I think is going to happen is that there is going to be a set of winners. The companies that can finance, that the project is technically feasible, and it's, that the project generates revenues enough to actually make the investor comfortable that can be financed. And there is going to be losers. I always say to the shareholders, you know, of course, you can bet on a trend, but be careful, you know, read the company reports, you know, be technical, you know, think, talk with people like you, you know, that can give you advice because never, ever, everybody is a winner. That simply doesn't happen. Okay? So don't bet on the, on the fullest uh, investor, bet on the smartest investor. I, I think that's an interesting point you make because... Getting funded, I, I think, is a is a big endorsement. But sometimes companies get funded, and the technical fundamentals just aren't there. Now, obviously, you've got a big, you got Castle in there as a big supporter. You've been yeah. there with Lithium Americas before. You, you, you know, you're you're comfortable about the the journey that you've got to complete. Um, but yeah, there are companies out there that perhaps are dependent on the thematic and the market and the price of lithium to succeed, but technically may not at some point. Exactly, exactly. Of course, of course. And then it's easy to see who are they related with, what are their partners, you know. So it's, it's not difficult to, to evaluate, uh, but it's very, very important to understand. Yes, the electromobility is a reality. We are going, the world is going to be driving electric vehicles. Have no question. Now, we can argue about five years, three years, 10 years, but that is no question. And as such, our business, and I'm not talking about our company, just straight, just the business of electromobility. And as you just say, all the elements, cathodes, anodes, you know, uh, lithium, but also graphite and other elements are going to be uh, basically the elements of the future that will transform the way we, we drive and we move. And other elements are going to be discarded in the same way that uh, the iron shoe horses are not a great business anymore. But it was a fantastic business in 1900. <laughs> Tell my wife this. So. I, get, I still get the bills. <laughs> From the, the, um, the horse. Yeah, yeah. However, I'm, I'm sure that, that the company doesn't sell that many you know, like, as they used to 120 years no, ago. That's true. It's true. We have a guy. We have a guy. And um, so, where, where are you inserting yourself? So, the product that you're going to make and Qatar want you to make, where does that insert itself in the market? Just so I understand, because there's lots of. Um, there's, there's lots of product needed and they all have slightly different applications and there's some of them unique, some of them be a bit more generic, but where do you see yourself and your, and your market being? 
Well, we are going to be a, a producer of, uh, of battery-grade lithium carbonate. It's going to be a product, a niche product for, for vehicles. It's going to be a very pure product. That's what we are working uh, with uh, CATL. That is where I think is going to be the market in the future. Uh, and, uh, of course, I do not discard producing other products out of our project. Now, let's remember that our planned production of 20,000 tons a year of lithium carbonate is a very humble target for the size of the project. We could easily double production. Now, we are not doubling production today simply because we want to be in business in 2023. We have strong beliefs that prices are going to be maximum in 2023. So we want to be one of the first ones to be there in the door uh, producing, and then we can have expansion plans. But it's not the same interest rate that you will get from a bank if you are a producing company than if you are a first comer, you know, somebody who's coming there. That's why it makes sense from the financing point of view to start relatively small. When we go bigger, absolutely hydroxide, lithium metal, and other elements are definitively in our uh, radar, you know. So, so this is something that uh, we want to definitively uh, use our chemical expertise to develop. Okay, so if we look, but if we look at people like um, Albemarle, SQM, etc., they're they're being a little bit slow to ramp up themselves. They're, they're a little bit unsure of um, timing because timing is everything, right? Because as you say, that supply demand delta will will drive prices, or hopefully continue to drive prices in the lithium space. Um, so when do you think those guys will reintroduce themselves, reinsert themselves in, in the supply chain? Pr fully, fully. I know they are, but... No, no, they, they are always slower than they... They usually say something and they are very slow to deliver. Uh, but I have no questions that both Alberman and SQM will ramp up and will uh, increase their productions. Um, of course, I... I don't have the crystal ball or I don't, I'm not inside their companies to, to predict anything. Uh, I, I, I count and I think that the society and the industry need them to increase and ramp up. Otherwise, the, you know, the electrification of, of, of mobilization will not happen. So the world needs them and needs them to be efficient. And I'm sure that eventually they will be there. They, they had many delays. It's always more difficult to improve and continue growing out of the same mineral deposit than developing a new one. When you develop a new one, you plan and you do everything to the stages and the size that you need. The other mines were already designed and they were permitted to certain size and now they need to get back and get all the permits. One of the things that, that, that uh, is a big problem because both projects consume, relatively speaking, water uh, and, and in a place that is very dry and they already consumed. So, so the, all these things are what holding back. It's not that they are bad engineers or anything like that. It's the permitting uh, that many times, uh, you know, take delays for them. Now, we're seeing a few deals happening as well. I'm, I'm looking at SKM and West Farmers, oh, yeah. Australia. Um, yes. you, you mentioned yeah. some companies perhaps, well, previously, you know, technically perhaps are not as capable as they need to be. They haven't got strategic partners. Does what you've done uh, in terms of one, raising the capital, and two, continuing to have uh, Cartel as a partner. Does that start to give you permission to perhaps to st start thinking 
about consolidation, M&A, those sorts of things? Or have you got to I get this over the line I think that consolidation will happen. Right. Oh, you're right. Consolidation will happen. Again, this is a natural process, nothing crazy. This always happens when there is an asset that is in demand, uh, like lithium, and there are companies that can be producers. So I think that you will see a lot of M&A in the next year or two. Yes, and so I'm also interested in, in, in where you're positioning yourself because I think we, you know, we're looking at um, Albemarle um, forecasting hydroxide to um, rise um, from 30% of the market to 60% by 2025. I mean, is that a number that you subscribe to? You think that's realistic? Yes, uh, I'm not. I'm not Albemarle, but I definitely think that uh, there is more. There's going to be more consumption from lithium hydroxide, particularly from Europe. So, so, so yes, I don't, I don't subscribe to a particular number, but the market will grow significantly. Again, think about this. We today, the world produces around 300,000 tons of lithium carbonate equivalent, meaning hydroxide and, and carbonate. Okay. All of that is 300,000. We need to go soon in four or five years to 1.2 million. <laughs> so you need to triple, quadruple world production. And this is for both hydroxide and carbonate. Uh, it is a, a real challenge from the technical point of view to do that in such a short time and obtain environmental permits, the capital to do it, and not making any engineering mistake that don't get you to the final uh, line. So oh, definitely it will increase carbonate and hydroxide will increase in new Right. Okay. And if, if I look at prices today, obviously, you know, we, we, we look at, we've been looking at spodumene this morning, going from 300 to 450, some people up to 500. Again, hydroxide, you know, it, the numbers are dramatically increasing over the past three, four months, dramatically, but still not at a level for a lot of people to be incentivized to get back into, or so get, either get back into full production or uh, be able to raise the capital to become a producer. You're a brine producer. It's famously known as a low-cost producer. So again, is the, the timing works for you now? Yes. You hope? Yes. Yeah? Yes, absolutely. We, we are on the right timing and on the right track. And, and, and uh, effectively, we are very low-cost. And, and we also have a challenge. Our difficulty is timing. Because if you have a spodum in mind, the price went up, you got Joe, crank the mill, and you are in production. For us, crank the mill means building the ponds, evaporating. I have two years to crank the mill. So that's why their money we just raised, and that's why we are starting to build the ponds as soon as practically possible, okay? I estimate it's going to be December this year. Okay, so December this year starts your, what, two-year process? Or one-year process? Yes. Which one? Oh, two years. Well, for the pond, I mean, for production, we, we pretend to produce into 2023. It's two years. Okay, okay. F fantastic. Um, your what's your take on what's going on in the market? Is it sustainable or is it just another episode like we had in 2015, people getting a bit excited? Yes. Well, uh, uh, the markets uh, always work on, on, on boom and bust. Okay. The markets always work with optimism, which sometimes is over-optimism, and then with pessimism, that always is over-pessimism. Uh, that middle point is, is the reality. However, we haven't gotten yet to the top of the optimism. We have a long run to go, a long run to go. 
before you know we go to the other side. So, but but you don't think because of the EV thematic? I mean, I know there are lots of uses uh, out there, but the, the EV yeah. thematic driving this this uh, lithium ion battery. Do you think that that is going to change? the nature of these peaks and troughs? Is it, is it going to oh, yes. be longer and more sustaining or is it going to follow the pattern that it always has? Oh, no, on the contrary. Uh, that is going to exacerbate the peak. Uh, so we are going to have an exacerbated peak in the next two, three years. Our estimation is 2023 will have the, higher, the highest cost of lithium. So the prices are going to keep rising for two more years, for sure, for sure. We don't see any way to supply the market in the next two years. And after 2023, uh, there is going to be still difficulties and it will depend on how successful the expansions were, other competitors like us were, you know, so you need a lot of production in the next three. We need to quadruple world production. Okay. Let's try to do that. Let's try, let's try to do that. Sage, so, and just, just finally, what are, the, what are the things that you still need to do in terms of de-risking this project i know you've got the money in which helps but what else is maybe yes. not in your control no the next no 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 the next stages for us is very clear uh final construction environmental permit a definitive feasibility study finished or completed with catl and financing not of the ponds but of the plant which means further 260 million dollars of financing approximately okay and you've seen what's happened with that millennial lithium and similar similar setup to you, they've got finance that give you some level of comfort that there's interest in the market. Yes, yes, there is significant interest in the market, uh, which is important for, you see, junior companies like us need tailwind. You know, you, we need. Now, what we do with the tailwind is what makes the difference. Indeed, indeed. Waldo, brilliant <laughs> to catch up with you. Uh, I, I love it. Um, I'm going to be following you closely this year. I say close to that finish line. Um, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on, please. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you for your support and stay tuned. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.